For 10 years, Higher Standards Academy had just been Gerilyn Cass. She was teaching SAT prep for college-bound students, marketing for herself, managing the books, and keeping up with the business. But Gerilyn wanted more than slow and steady growth. As she hired her first team member, she realized she needed to shift her focus and learn how to really lead her business. She wanted to grow higher standards from a job into a business that was bigger than her. Here's Gerilyn. Before, I was always taking care of day-to-day operations. I was taking care of the work of teaching, but I wasn't really taking care of business. After working through the resources on our website, she was ready for something more. Gerilyn knew she needed accountability, structure, and an outside perspective. For the last year and a half, Gerilyn and her coach, Rachel Clark, have been working on creating organizational systems and expanding her business. She's hired additional team members, increased revenues by 40%, and now has a systematic approach to being not just an owner, but a leader. I'll be talking to Gerilyn and Rachel on this month's episode of On It, a production by Emith. Each month, we tell the stories of owners and how they transformed their companies. You'll learn about their struggles, their successes, and the changes they made to create the business they always wanted. One that, in the end, serves the life they want to live. I'm Martin Kamensky, CEO of Emith. Emith is the original business coaching company, and over the last three decades, we've worked with tens of thousands of business owners to help them systematize their business, improve their bottom lines, and find more meaning in their work. Schedule a free one hour session with an Emith coach at emith.com. That's E M Y T H.com. We'll personally match you with a coach based on your industry, location, and what help you're looking for. You'll have a real coaching experience and learn the steps necessary to produce both immediate results and long term change. Learn more on our website, emith.com. We're taking a survey of our listeners and we want you to participate. Our survey is completely anonymous. We just want to know your thoughts, likes, and dislikes, and if there's anything we can do to bring you better content. Take a few minutes and let us hear your opinion at emith.com slash podcast survey. To begin, I wanted to thank our two attendees here, Rachel and Gerilyn. Rachel is one of our coaches and she's been working with Gerilyn Cass, who's the owner of Higher Standards Academy. And so thank you both for being with us today. Thanks, Martin. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Well, I, I want to start with you, Gerilyn, and ask you what it was that first prompted you to think, maybe I might want to coach. Um, well, I'm in Scotts Valley, California. Um, my business is Higher Standards Academy, and we we do SAT and ACT prep for college-bound high school kids. Um, and we also have math tutoring and college essay editing. And so our business has expanded over the years. We do aptitude testing as well. Um, and, you know, I've been in business for 15 years. And the first maybe 12 of those, well, the first 10 of them was just me. And there was this kind of slow, steady growth. Um, and I was fine with that. Um, it was not a problem. But after a while, I, I started getting a little impatient. You know, and that's when I hired my first employee um, to help me expand more. Um, and then it, there was still kind of that same s- slow and steady growth, uh, even after hiring him. 
And I just realized, well, I, I need help. I need somebody outside of my own perspective to really move this thing along. And uh, so I just started kind of cruising around online, uh, looking at business programs. And I did find one. It wasn't EMIF. And, um, and I did. It was an online uh, program. Uh, but it was there, was, there wasn't personal coaching involved. Uh, and, um, I, you know, it took me to a certain place. Um, then I was done. But then a few months after I finished that program, I found the online platform of EMIF and really loved it. I think I was just sort of opened up through that whole process. And I felt like, yeah, I think I'm ready now to do this. Um, so I think just going through that online platform is what really allowed me to more seriously entertain the idea of a personal coach. Mm -hmm. and, wh and what was that like? I, I know from my own experience, having started a business uh, from out of nothing, what that solopreneur experience is like. But can you talk at all about what you loved, what you hated about, uh, about being the one person that's in charge of it all? My experience was not that I was ever so overloaded with, you, you know, working 80 hours. I, I never did that. That was never my chosen lifestyle or my actual lifestyle. But what it was more, I think, for me was um, that uh, willingness to give attention to these neglected areas, you know, and, and also having you, Rachel, there to guide me and say, like I knew certain things needed attention. I didn't know what kind of attention and actually how to give them attention. And I think the EMIT system and having you just give me sometimes, you know, there's like specific assignments, like this is what you need to do. And it just kind of laid it out and made it very clear and obvious and allowed well, me to move to that jump you made and I'm sorry for cutting you off, but it makes it really makes me think of that. And it was what I was thinking earlier was we were talking and when you made the jump from doing the online program, you know, into coaching and a lot of it, I don't know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Geraldine, at all, but a lot of it I think comes down to also what's the capacity levels that you can hold yourself to or the, you know, to yourself in terms of accountability, like what capacity mm -hmm. you have to hold yourself accountable. You know, that's a big piece, I think, of what people start recognizing they need. No, well, this is one is of my favorite parts of, of the whole of working with Emeth is I love being accountable. It's so great. It's um, it's this part of me that loves to be a student, you know. And you know, Rachel, like every time we would have a meeting, I'd say, send me over stuff, especially in the beginning, right? Send me stuff. I, I need to learn. Give, you know, send me a lot. Load me up. And um, uh, and I would love having our regular meetings. And no, I have to put out here, you know, I, I have to come to the table with something for our next meeting. And uh, it was joyous. It didn't feel like a burden to me. It was like, yes, finally, let me go. I, I'm ready to run. Well, you finally started shaping your position. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, Geraldine, if you, if, you if, if you could go back and speak to a version of yourself that was thinking, send me stuff, assignments. I, I could barely get through my day and do all the tasks that I have in front of me right now. How am I going to have time for that? What, what kind of encouragement could you give somebody who's feeling totally swamped and like having a coach and extra assignments is the last thing they need in their life? Well, I think even though I wasn't 
swamped. I do think that it's absolutely essential to just have this perspective shift. It gives you this perspective kind of going through the program of, you know, it's okay that you're busy now, but you have to be a visionary. You know, if you're looking to the future and looking to what you really want, uh, you've got to do things differently. You have to kind of loosen the reins and say, all right, the way I'm doing it is getting me what I have, but I want something different. So let me try something different. And I mean, I don't know, everybody's going to have a different first step, but I think just in your mind, creating that space for a change is really important. And then just uh, having a certain amount of trust in the process, you know, not mm. just kind of loosening mm-hmm. the reins on your own fear as well. What, that's, mm-hmm. what gave you the trust? Like, do you think it came through pieces of our consultation that we did, or was it through more of your experience with the materials on the online program? What do you think? No, I actually, I, th- I think it was before that. I think it was reading the book. I read E-Myth Revisited, um, and it was just one of those things. I was chatting online with somebody, and they suggested, yeah, you might check out this book. And I got it from the library, and I read the whole thing out loud to my husband. And I just, and we stopped, wow. you know, often and had conversations about it. That was a complete game changer for me. You know, I just, it just resonated so deeply. I said, this, this is it. And then after reading it, I went online and what else, what else, you know, I, I don't know E-Myth. Do they have anything else available? You know, obviously they did. Um, and that's when I went online with the, the whole platform thing. Um, but yeah, for me, it was reading the book and then just making that internal shift and just being open, saying this, this is the part that I needed, um, which was more the personal development um, and also the kind of organize, you know, I'm, I tend to be an organized person and I'm attracted to people who are organized and things that are organized, you know, uh, and Emeth, the whole the whole system just really works for me. It's, I like the way it's organized. It's very clear. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, everything, the, the book is written clearly. Uh, The materials are clear. um, And it just, it just really works for me. I love it. Soak it up. And it sounds like you, you're the kind of person who's open to looking for those opportunities, those things. And I like to think that life sometimes brings you, little pathways that that if you're open to looking for them are 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 coming to you at the right time and for the right reason and then and that this might be one of those things that appeared for you and because you had the drive to go check it out it ended up being quite helpful well martin i would say this is the story of my entire business because it's not like i woke up one day and said i have a dream of teaching one-on-one SAT prep to teenagers, you know, this is not what I wanted to do, but it it was an opportunity that came my way. And I said, yeah, sure. And it was just a complete risk. You know, I was, I, I had never worked with kids before. I never worked with, you know, this realm of academia, you know, and, and, um, and I had no idea that I would love it as much as I ended up loving it. I think it's a very interesting, very interesting industry. Um, And I know that at some point along the way, you started working with your husband, you involved him in the business as well. And 
It's not not an uncommon thing to see in uh, especially coming from a solopreneur practice to starting to develop and grow out a business that you involve a spouse. And I'm just wondering if that was uh, perfectly easy and without any issue whatsoever <laughs> uh, or, or maybe not. <laughs> it was perfectly easy. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I don't think it was perfectly easy. Um, I, but I think that it's also, it's morphed over the years. So in the beginning, uh, my husband's name is Matthew, and he was very much, he, he's still a behind the scenes kind of guy. Um, but in the beginning, mostly he would set up really systems for me, you know, like here, do this spreadsheet and I'll create formulas for you. Or you know, mm. do this form thing and it'll automatically populate, blah, 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 you know, stuff that I'm not really interested in. Um, and so, and he still does that. I mean, I think of him as a, uh, like a solutions guy. He, he's got that kind of critical eye. Okay. What's not working in the business and how can I fix it? Um, that's all good. Um, although I guess it was two years ago, he actually, quit his job and just came on to higher standards full time, full on. Um, and so that I think has been more difficult because, you know, now it's, it's everything. Now it's just, you know, before he'd go to work and then I would go to my work and then he would do some on the side work for higher standards. Mm -hmm. But now it's, you know, we'll either work from home or sometimes we go into the office together, or sometimes he's at home and I'm at the office. Um, but there's a there's a, just a lot more communication, and so, uh, and it's different. I mean, it's really different communicating uh, about personal stuff versus business. You know, I, I'm the president of my business, and you know, so there's just different. It's a little harder to negotiate communication, I think. You know, mm -hmm. okay, so it, adds, it a, adds a an interesting dynamic, I'm sure, on both sides, right? It changes the dynamic both in the business and then also in your personal lives. It, it's not an easy thing to to deal with. It's interesting. Yeah, Do you I think, Sherilyn, anything we've done has helped with it? Yes. I think that, Rachel, you've given me really good advice uh, about communications with everybody, you know, with all my staff and Matthew and um, looking at, because at one point we were looking at uh, training Matthew to become a teacher and kind of right. tr really trying to define his role very specifically in the company. And, you know, we tried and tried and ultimately it didn't work. It just wasn't a fit. And it took kind of a long time to figure that out. Um, and, you know, some bit of struggle. Uh, and then what a relief. Like when we let that go, it's like, okay, that's well, not it. Not to be, I do think one of the reasons why you were even able to take it to the level we were able to take it to and did take it to was even through simple things like, I mean, you have, you now have a really nice organized organizational chart that's like a working organizational chart. And you have things like position agreements that are actually descriptive of what it is we're even trying to train people to or fit people into, you know, and all of that. And I think you, I don't know, I, I see things that you created and you've done and you've worked on um, and written has been, you know, aiding in the ability to, to respond to things, you know, as quick as you can. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it is. I know. We say it so calmly now. I think, you know, you've, <laughs> I think you arrived at this in the last, I think, 
few months, you know, things have really connected together. And that's probably off a year, year and a half worth of work, you know, and it's really started. So it's neat to, yeah, to sort of float in it for a moment, you know, and then, you know, it'll be off and running on the next stage. But <laughs> yeah, you know, what's really beautiful is uh, I just hired uh, somebody new, Martin, a, a few months ago, and he's a new teacher. And mm. I see all these differences in the way that I'm working with him and, and what I want from him and how I'm training him and um, how I'm delegating training um, to my other teacher, you know, to, to teacher train this new guy. And um, I, I'm just loving that I'm seeing these differences and saying, oh, this is how I, Devin, my first guy, I'm not going to do that with, with Jesse. Now I've got to do it differently. And it, it just marks uh, a transformation that I, I just love. And I love what I'm seeing from, from, uh, from Jesse. And um, it's, it's just a pleasure. It's just kind of, um, how can I say, kind of comes full circle, uh, full circle from five years ago when I hired my first employee uh, to now. And, mm -hmm. and seeing, you know, and really, um, Rachel, I want to I wanna give you props for just guiding me through some of the really day-to-day -day things like this is, an, this is something that's coming up with one of my staff and I'm having a meeting with them today. How do I handle it? Like, what do I say? Kind of down to brass tacks. This is how you might approach it. Like very, very specifically. And it's just given me confidence and, you know, and I, I've liked what you said and I've, you know, I've followed it to a, to a large degree. Um, and it's just kind of helped pave the way for, for me being a leader and the kind of leader that I, I want to be. It's hard. You know, you gave yourself permission, though, to hear it and, and allow for some support with it, which I know is a hard thing for a lot of people to do, you know, and we all arrive at, you know, that in different ways and times and whatnot. But you were so open with it and ready for it um, and having a willingness to accept it and hear it because sometimes some of those things were you know, hard to hear at times, or as we discovered things of you're, you're getting in your own way, as we all know we do. <laughs> it's just never nice to then have to discover it and talk about it, but you just, you, you, wel you welcomed it, and I think that's what made it um, a really um, fun process to do, even on the, the days that weren't so fun, you know, the stuff mm -hmm. we were working on. But yeah, I guess I would say that, like, sorry for interrupting. No, there. please. Um, I would just say to anybody who's maybe considering getting a personal coach that this goes back to that perspective shift that it really truly is a, a lot more fun when you want it you know when you're just open to it and as long as your coach is generally a, a kind loving person who has your best interests at heart it's all good you know um uh, and I would just say, I always felt that way about you, Rachel, that um, it's all good. Like, whatever you tell me. You, and you, in fact, you walked carefully around me, and I would have to remind you, like, just go. You don't have to be so nice. Like, just tell me what it, what's on your mind here. Well, it's funny. It's why I was curious about what built your trust, because I think that's what a lot of it is, is the more you can trust Emeth, the brand, your coach, you know, the process of it, you can see how richer and better the experience keeps getting and how much more keeps coming out of it. And everybody's different as they go through their stages with that, obviously. And, you know, 
can become deeper and deeper. And it's, you know, you, you had a little bit more than the bare minimum, I find, of what's necessary to really start creating some results out of it. Well, I guess what I'd say is if even if you start and you're a little more guarded and maybe not so trustful, that becomes part of the process. That becomes part of the exactly. leadership process. So exactly. um, it's all good. Like wherever you start from, it's okay. You don't have to be open to start with. You can be kind of shut down and scared and whatever you are um, and still hugely benefit um, from from the, I know I kind of sound like an ad right now, but I mean, that's just my experience with it. It It's the truth. That's exactly it. And yeah, no, and I appreciate you saying it in that way because sometimes the impetus for it is hard to see and find. And maybe for some, it's not really a big impetus. It's, and there's no right timing and there's no big thing and you need to get in the process. And I think there's a lot though to be said about the trust of your coach and the space your coach is going to create for you to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. But it does happen, though, if I may say, I don't know, Gerilyn, if this was your experience of it, but I was going to say it seems like when I look back on you now and look at the work we've done and where it started with and all of that, it can happen pretty fast in the same ways, um, you know, that it can feel long sometimes when you look at it from the beginning. <laughs> but <laughs> look back at what you've done, and it's, I mean, it's quite incredible. It's its quite incredible. I, I'm curious, Gerilyn, uh, what you, you know, Rachel started talking about some of the results you enjoyed and I, the, the way that you've laid out how things have changed for you and, and the changes in yourself and in the way you relate to your business is, is astounding. And I love hearing about your relationship between the two of you and I see how, how wonderfully paired you are and how you, you feed off of each other's strengths in a lot of ways. And I'm curious now that we've, if we've, if we've established these changes now. I'm kind. Of, I'm curious what this has turned into for you. What these, what these actual results look like in your business. I want to ask you both about your business and then later about your life. But if if we could start just letting letting the people listening know that the, some of the kinds of results you've seen in the business after new in only eighteen months. I had a um, meeting with the staff and there's five of us sitting around the table and I just keep thinking, wow, there's five of us. Like for so long, it was just me and now there's five. So to me, this is like a, it's, it's, a it's an amazing thing. It's, uh, I know, it's, I mean, I have a small business and this is, you know, this is my trajectory. I don't want a big business and five people is a huge success to me. Um, so, and five people, that I really love, like they're just awesome. You know, everybody, mm-hmm. I look around the table, I'm like, I am so glad to be with these people at my table. Um, so I, it, that's just a huge success. Um, and then, of course, you know, why, why would there be as many people as there are if we didn't have the demand for it? And so obviously all the kind of business growth that's gone on in the last year and a half. Um, you know, I think from last year, revenues are up something like 40%. And, um, you know, and then as Rachel had mentioned before, this is systems, like the actual inner workings. I feel like I actually have a, a business that I present to a, I mean, not that I would I'm considering selling the business, but I could present this 
thing, you know, like it could be a product that somebody wants to buy. Somebody could buy my business. Um, I have, uh, you know, an, an outline. I have the elements of how the business works. And that feels really good. It, it um, became bigger than just you, right? Yes, yes, yay. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was able to go in, back in October. I went to uh, Hawaii with my husband. And, you know, October's a busy time of year. And it was funny. We had pl- pre-planned the trip. And then I decided I needed to hire somebody. And I hired this person and said, okay, I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> you know, it was like a week later. I said, that's kind of weird, but the trip is planned and that's how it's happening. And it was perfectly fine. Like, it was, it was okay. And I was so thrilled that in a busy season, I could leave and Matthew could leave and the business operated and everything just kind of moved along. Um, I had a little bit of contact while I was in Hawaii, but not a whole heck of a lot. And that was, it was perfect. I said, wow, we can do this. And that's really, you know, what it's about, you know, being able to travel and, do what I want and not be tied in constantly. So that was a huge success. Exactly. Even I I feel like even if you aren't going to, even if you're not taking the vacations uh, every few months, it's like you said, the ability to, it's the fact that Mm. it's even possible in the first place, right? Which you 10 years back, how how could that have happened? How could you have gone to Hawaii and things continued on in your absence? It, it's it's a complete change just to have it there, just to have it possible. Mm, You've created like so much choice in your business is the way I see it. It's really neat where you have a lot of option and choice because of the foundation and some of the systems and positions that you've built out and the strategies you've built out. It's fun to see how you use your choices, (laughs) play around with your choices. Yeah. Another big success for me, I'd say um, my sense of leadership. I I actually never thought of myself as a leader. Um, I was more of a loner, you know, and and then I had to become a leader when I decided to hire someone. And, you know, and, and so as the years have gone on, I'm becoming a leader to more people. And, uh, I really enjoy it. And, and that's something that uh, I was really afraid of, you know, back in the day. I just was like, oh, leadership. I don't know. I can't even relate to the word. I don't know what it is to be a leader. And, and um, I've really seen, I'm seeing myself as a leader now. And, um, and I, I also want to acknowledge, Rachel, for that. You, you've really helped me through your feedback and you are seeing me as a leader. You've helped me see myself as such. And You're welcome. that's great. It, yeah, it is really rewarding. It comes full circle, though, to the beginning of the meeting when we were discussing it in some ways in terms of you've, you, you, under, you've, you, you now have enough of a tangible and intangible understanding to get what leader even means. I think there's this expectation in the world of that we just assume an understanding of what that means when we take over the ownership of a business or, you know, begin the ownership of a business. And it's just not as such. And that's what I love about Emeth in a way is there's tangible, tactical tools and systems and materials that not only teach us, but implement system. Because, I mean, if you looked at Gerilyn's calendar, which I get to sometimes, 
you'd see she's got certain meetings and she's got certain accountabilities that all shape what it is you know she does as a leader and i think that gives the confidence because if you don't know it how do you how can you be confident in something yeah i i had to i you're, you're exactly right rachel that's that's exactly right and i you know i even laughed to myself when i heard you say Geraldine, that you knew that you needed to be a leader when you hired somebody I would venture to say there's plenty of people out there who've hired somebody and didn't come to that conclusion. I would guess there's a lot of people who are employees of other people who would say that, that whoever hired them might not have made that same conclusion. And the fact that you got there and that you're working on it and you're thinking about it that way, I mean, that's that's not only is it helping your business, it's helping the lives of the people you work for. Exactly. And I'm I'm wondering, Rachel, if you could talk at all about the kinds of the things that you work on. Like, what, what are leadership is such an amorphous thing, but what are the kinds of things you talk about with Geraldine when you work on leadership? You know, it, when it began with Geraldine, and I find this true for a lot of people that I work with, I feel like it really first starts, um, you have to establish and it needs to start with behavioral things. And so when I look at the inability to lead or the perceived inability to lead or the misunderstanding of what it means to lead, it first starts with just behavioral things in terms of are you giving yourself space and time and resources to lead. So that could be in terms of time, in terms of developing out people strategies that you're working on with certain people that report to you or how you're going to write a script or an agenda for your company-wide meeting, um, how you're going to review some certain financial reports so you have some tangible monetary information you need to make some decisions. You have to start with creating space. I mean, it's just the reality of the situation. It's not just going to come. And I was working on this with a new client the other day and it was, it was a response of when she was going to be doing certain things. Well, I'll just fit it in at night or somewhere. Well, it's not going to work and it's not going to happen. And so it's then understanding also where the time can be pulled from and then also behavior things in terms of getting people to sit down and feel what it's like to be a leader. And that's when we looked at things in terms of values, passion, and purpose, being able to be connected to yourself and understand who you are so we understand the strengths and weaknesses of yourself and who you like to be and how you want to put yourself out there in the world. So that teaches you then how to build a leadership relationship with someone below. Mm -hmm. And then watching how well Gerilyn sustains certain systems we put in place in terms of scheduling systems, <laughs> meeting systems, and then watching how she incorporated, you know, new knowledge and education around how to speak to people, um, by how much do you speak to people, the consistency is leading people, what are you supposed to be saying. And then this took us back to a lot of her, her business visions because she needed to start creating a commitment to the business in terms of where she wants to take it and what she wants out of it. So then she has a direction of where she's leading people because people aren't just meant to follow her just to follow her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're meant to follow her with purpose. Right. And that means I better have a vision. I better have some idea where I'm going. And, you know, it, it plagues everybody in different ways of terms of what keeps you from even doing some of these things, you know, fear, failure stuff, you know, all of those sorts of things. I'm not going to out Sherilyn in a podcast for what some of her stuff was. <laughs> we all have stuff. But um, that's why I think coaching is very valuable because it brings about a consistency to these conversations and to this mentoring and to even this scheduling that then allows people to really develop into it. But I, you know, through mm -hmm. meetings, 
through tools, you know, through holding accountability to certain strategies of what we're trying to, you know, retrain, retain and hold on to and grow into is really what helped her succeed within it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that one of the things that I think is kind of beautiful about that values, passion, purpose process is in writing it out, in talking about what really matters to you. If you, if you choose to see it this way, I feel like it can validate the idea that it doesn't matter what that paper ends up saying. That can be a leader. You can be a leader regardless of what you care about or what you're passionate about. It's, it's the fact that you've gone through the process of thinking about it and you know that that needs to be what's fueling and driving how you show up at your business day to day. That, that's the leadership. It's not, a, it's not a quality you have or you don't have or a book that you read or you didn't read. It's just about seeing, taking the time to be aware of that within yourself. I think you become the better leader because of that, because then you discover really, truly your strengths, your weaknesses, the type of leader you would be best for what type of community around you, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, We're all not meant to attract the same types of employees, you know, in a way. And I think it then helps you develop, you know, the brand, you know, the brand of Mm -hmm. yourself, the brand of the company. And then that's when you start dialing in the right types of people you need to leave based on who it is you are. And I, I just love the way you said it too, Martin. It's the process of, it's the process and willingness that leaders have to go through something that makes you a leader. And then we all start and grow the ways we need to. <laughs> We're all different. Yeah, that's right. And Geraldine mentioned before that she had five people working with her that she absolutely loves, but you, you must know now, Geraldine, that that's not an accident right? It's, it's not like you, you put up a job ad and accidentally the people walked in the door that, that you happen to love. It, it came out of doing some work, right? Yeah. It's, it's completely purposeful and intentional. Um, and, and that's what feels so great. Um, also, uh, I want to kind of bring together, uh, something that each of you said, which is something that I really appreciate about Emeth is that, you start with this, you know, the leadership, the values, the purpose, and it's, it's inspirational and it's um, kind of abstract, you know, it's, it's ideas, but I mean, it's ideas close to your heart, they're it's meaningful. Um, and then it marries that to uh, what Rachel said before, which is like activity, behavior, uh, tangible you know, day-to-day things that you're actually doing, you, know, you don't keep it in the idea realm. Um, but you take these brilliant ideas and the and the the passion and the you know the, whatever comes from your heart, and then you act in the world, and it's just an unbeatable combination. You know, you you do that, and then you you kind of for me anyway, I go back and forth. I mean, I I love the uh, kind of the tangible stuff, and I also love to revisit uh, the you know the the purpose and. I do lots of self-evaluations, you know, like every quarter I do a self-evaluation, you know, how am I doing? And um, for the first time, I just recently gave one of my, two of my employees an evaluation to do of me, which was (laughs) kind of interesting. Um, Haven't gotten one back yet. The first one went okay, thumbs up. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I think that uh, the two 
in combination are really important and you can't have one without the other and have kind of complete development. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. Yeah, I, I agree with you a hundred, hundred percent. Um, you know, I, I have to congratulate you for succeeding. It sounds like you've succeeded and that's not to say that, that there's not more ahead of you, but you've taken this, this thing that you love, that you, that you found maybe half accidentally, but grew into your business. And that's by the way, so common, I think for a lot of business owners that they, they stumbled into a thing and you took it from being just about you to now being a business that is bigger than yourself, that can go on without you while you take some time off here and there. Um, and ultimately that's, it, it sounds like it's growing into your own definition of success, whatever that means for you. And, and, and not everyone has done that and not, and some people are still hoping they could. And, um, and I, it, it's a big accomplishment and you should feel really good about that. Thank you so much. Um, I, I really appreciate that. And I do, I feel successful. Um, and no, I'm so not done with, with any of this stuff. Um, well, you know, I mean, I guess in a way, will I ever be done? I don't know. Um, I'm kind of growth oriented. So, I mean, not, mm -hmm. not business growth. I mean, you know, I don't want to have a multi-million dollar business. Um, but, you know, personally, I'm growth oriented. And um, anyway, so yes, this is, it's just been, I just love Emith. What could I say? It's just, it's like, it's just a really good match for me. Um, and the, the, the kinds of things that I needed. I love Rachel. You've been uh, just instrumental and I've really relied on you and our, our regular meetings to, um, you know, to kind of push me through any blocks that I was having. Uh, and um, it's just, it's been a great run. It'll be interesting to see what you do. You have this different perspective now in terms of, you know, your business is a part of you. It's not you anymore, you know, in entirety. And it's just as you get more and more away from your business just being a part of you. And I think it can be a part of you because you've also organized it in such a way it's, you know, can be more self-reliant. It'll be neat to see where you take your inspiration, you know, mm. what next opportunity of life and business and that sort of thing. Ooh, that's an interesting and exciting thought. Yeah, Next what a great way to, to end your Friday. <laughs> I know. See, Rachel, yeah. that's just so you. You're just planting seeds and planting seeds. Well, with you, it's easy. It's just plant the seeds, plant the seeds, and you know, and they, they sprout miraculously. Very little care. You're the right kind of plant for me, my friend. <laughs> You're planting in fertile ground. Uh. Oh, well, I I want to thank you both so much for for participating in this conversation and sharing your stories so openly and Rachel for you pointing out the, the context and the, the processes that Gerilyn went through and Gerilyn for you talking so honestly and openly about your, your own experience and the path you were on and, and how things have changed for you. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Honestly, it's been fun talking with you both today. Thanks for listening to On It by Emith. Again, we'd love to hear what you think about our show, the topics, or if you've made it to the end of this outro. Whether you're just now listening or have been a follower of Emith throughout the years, 
take a few minutes to complete our survey at emith.com slash podcast survey. If you're inspired at all by what you've heard today, maybe you'd like to become a coach. The first step is joining us this February in San Diego at Immersion. It's a three and a half day workshop where you'll learn all about the coaching opportunity, our training program, and get to meet our team. This will be the only Immersion in 2016. So it's a great chance for us to get to know you and for you to get to know us. All the info you need is at emith.com slash immersion. You can also schedule a free one-hour session with an Emith coach and have your own coaching experience at emith.com. You can learn more about our clients and coaches by visiting our website.